At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare you found prime time action with gil alexander and matt brown on vsin the sports betting network Back on Primetime Action Live from the South Point. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could hang out with us Friday night on the eve of the NFL's divisional round playoffs. You can be depressed after this weekend when we're down to four teams? I would. I would a little bit. You know. A little depression. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where we, we realize how incredibly fortunate we are. Yes. We realize that. And we realize that real quick about the third week of February. Oh, I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do we ever? Yeah. Go with third week of July. Third week of February, third week of July. I wouldn't know. I will not be here third week of July. I won't be here for either. <laughs> but I'm just but I'm just saying those are the those are the dead spots, right? The the uh, crater between Super Bowl and March Madness. And we we pray there even be a baseball season. And we pray there's even a baseball season, but it's it's after yeah, once it's yeah, late June, early July, mid-July. That's yeah. when it starts, starts to get a little tough. But it's all great. We're grateful. We love it. But there's nothing like football is, I guess, what we're saying. That's where we're going. Speaking of that, Chiefs and Bills. Chiefs favored by one and a half now. Keeps, trick- uh, keeps ticking down. Total 54. Boy, this is super, super interesting game. Um, there is, at Rivers, there's still a two and a half. Several one-and-a-halves and then several twos. So uh, no consensus on this one at all. People can't figure out what they want to do with this thing. In Vegas, a majority one-and-a-halves, but, you know, two at Circa, two at uh, Caesars. So, I mean, like, there, there's still twos available out there for this thing as well. This total got as high as 55, back down to 53-and-a-half at some places, sitting 54 here at the South Point. So it's just a... Again, another game that's been kind of ping-ponging. And honestly, whatever numbers you see here, with this being the last game, with this being the marquee game, with this being the notorious chase game, like the whole nine yards, like mm-hmm. there's going to be an incredible amount of money flowing into this into this market. Though I will tell you right now at the South Point, it is the least bet game mm-hmm. of the four. Yeah. Really? It's amazing. And I, I, I fully believe that will be the exact opposite come Sunday. Probably so, though I will say that that corresponds with my conviction, right? I have it on the first three games also and not on this one. But yes, for the reasons Matt stated, just the, the gambleitis, if you will. Yeah. The inflammation of the gamble. The if you <laughs> the if you just want a ton, it's Latin. then you're like, I, snorted oh, I can, it, it, it's like, it's, it's, it's like 
two-pronged, right? It's like you just won a ton on the first three games, and you go, I can afford to make a bet on this fourth one that I don't really have a ton of conviction on. Or if you lost a lot on the first three, you go, I need to make some of that back on this fourth game. <laughs> get even so, get yes. even, or get even you, deeper, Matt. You know, so there's there's a lot of that that's going to be going on in this one. So I, don't, I can't say for certain that the total is going to tick back up. I feel like the total is going to tick back up in this thing. So um, we shall we shall see whenever we get closer to game time on that one. So again, as Gil said, like this is the one, the only the only game of the three I don't have a bet on this week, and it's just super super hard for me to try and figure out how I want to go with this. I mean, I think when we were talking last night, I think that we were talking through this and came up with some really good, you know, kind of like baseline points here, which is maybe the ceiling for the Bills is a little bit a smidge higher than the ceiling for the Chiefs because you do have that you do have that rushing factor with Josh Allen. So if Josh Allen is accurate and he's running successfully, maybe the maybe the ceiling is a little bit higher for the Bills than it is for the Chiefs. I mean, we saw last week it was basically a, a, a perfect game, not only from Josh Allen, but a perfectly called game as well. I mean, it was uh, Brian Dayball did a fantastic job of calling that game, and, and they looked, you know, every bit the Super Bowl contender. That said, we've also seen what the floor looks like for this Bills team. And so when you look at that and you have a floor that is so incredibly low to the fact that they can lose nine to six to a Jags team, then you do kind of start to wonder like, okay, well, don't I want a piece of the team that the floor is not as low and that the ceiling is not, if you even consider the ceiling not to be as high, it's only a smidge not as high, right? I mean, if you think that the Chiefs play, the Chiefs play their best game and the Bills play their best game, it'd probably be differing opinions on who you believe is is, is the better team if it came down to all that. And, and, you know, the one thing I can't really, the one thing I can't really shake here too with this this Bills team is just that you do you do have that in the back of your mind where you've seen like the turnover like the bad Josh Allen with the turnovers and the in the ill-advised throws and the different things like that and you've seen all of that with your own eyes and we're showing right now the the first meeting back in in week five this is I'm not going to say not indicative of of everything but what I will say in this game no Chris Jones in this game. They had not yet traded for Melvin Ingram in this game for the Chiefs in that one. So it was a different kind of profile of these two teams than it than than it is now. The Chiefs defense much much better since Week Nine, whenever they traded for for Melvin Ingram. So there are some things there um, in that one. Just to to I don't know if there's a ton you can pull from that one, but I didn't really even consider too too much of it. You look at this Chiefs defense and. What do you believe? Do you believe it is what you saw from them early on in the season and then that things just got a little bit easier for them along the way? Do you believe that this Melvin Ingram trade really did make a huge, huge difference and that's why you're getting what you're getting out of this defense? I mean, listen, moving Chris Jones from the outside to the inside certainly helped their run game. So we know for a fact that that did at least shore up some things that were going on on the Chiefs defensive side. Of the ball. If you look on the offensive side here, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to be back for them. Doesn't look like Daryl Williams is not going to be back for them in this one, but it's just trading one back for for the other. So Clyde Edwards Hilaire will be back in there for the Chiefs. He doesn't even have a, uh, an injury designation this week for them. So I, I look at this and, and, you know, so let's start breaking down individual matchups. So, so Tyreek Hill, one of the things that the Chiefs did very, very well whenever they started to click on offense a lot more was 
they moved Tyreek Hill into the non non-conventional, non-traditional role, which we've seen a lot with some of these other receivers. And they started moving him into slot a lot more, hide him a little bit more. It's very easy for, you know, for them to figure out kind of the different little, the different routes that he's going to run when he's on the outside from the slot. They can do so many different little things with him. And what ended up happening when they did that? So Tyreek Hill ended up with the season on the season with seven touchdowns from the slot position. And, and that's so incredibly huge. But on the flip side, on the other side of the ball, the Bills, uh, Teron Johnson for them is their slot corner. And he actually graded out as the fourth best slot corner in all of football this year. He moved from the outside to the inside this year and turned his career completely around. He got comp- torched last year playing on the outside. They moved him into the slot, and he ended up being one of the best slot corners there is in, in the NFL. So one of the things that you can also consider there is that matchup between Tyreek Hill and this slot corner in, in Teron Johnson. Is that going to come into play? What's going to happen? in that aspect of it. So when it all comes down to it, we know that the bills want to allow you to run the ball. They want you to keep everything underneath. They don't want you to hit the big play. And that's how they've been attacking teams all season long. It's been doing it for the last two years. Chiefs are no different. The chiefs kind of started to mimic that with their defense a little bit uh, throughout the course of this season as well. Not to the extent that the bills did it, but they tried to start to mirror that as well. So do we have a do we have two teams that just take what the defenses give them, dink, 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 dink down the field, and we don't get this game that we think we're getting? Do we get two teams that um, come out running the ball? Because again, the the path of least resistance for both of these teams is is running. So uh, there's it's just a fascinating chess match that I don't I have a slight, slight, the ever so slight lean to the Chiefs Gill strictly because, like I said, I think that the floor is much lower for the Bills, whereas the 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 ceiling, I don't see as big a gap as some people do. I heard some people say that the the Bills' best game is clearly better than the Chiefs' best game. Oh, I don't know about that. And that's yeah. yeah. I, and I've, I've heard you know people say that that this week, and I'm like, eh. I'd, I'd remove the word clearly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, like I said, there is at least one aspect that the Bills do bring that the Chiefs don't bring, which is Josh Allen and and his you know 80 plus rushing yards that we've seen a few different times this year. So maybe if you have that, it's so hard to defend. But it 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 really really yeah. is. It, it really really is because I mean, once he gets the scrambling to once he gets the flushed out of a pocket for instance not even on the called runs let's say it's one of you know let's say it's not even a designed run those linebackers just have to decide is he coming is he throwing what is he doing and then if he does come as you pointed out it's not like some little little guy's yeah. coming at you he will flatten you yeah it's just he, as big he, as he everybody on the field pretty yeah. much outside the linemen like i said i just because i've seen how bad the bills can be it leads me to a a slight lean Towards the Chiefs here, I do think that there's at least a little bit of value and home field advantage for the Chiefs. I don't think it's a ton, but I mean, if you do listen to, and all we can do is listen to what some of the players say and stuff, that 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 crowd there at Arrowhead is is somewhat of a factor and, and stuff like that. So even though we've seen diminishing home field advantage over the course of the last three seasons, I think it's probably worth at least a little bit. Maybe it's not you know two points or anything like that. Maybe it's a half point, but even so. Um, I think that there is at least a little bit of a home field advantage for for the Chiefs there. So for me, I would play the Chiefs on the money line if I was going to play this game. I don't have a bet in my account. Maybe at some point between now and, and Sunday when this thing kicks off, I find something that leads me a little bit closer to that. But uh, I haven't gotten anything in the account yet and, and probably won't. If you're the Titans and you gave the Titans truth serum, 
They've beaten both the Bills and the Chiefs this year. Chiefs they crushed. Bills they squeaked by. Who would they rather play? I think they'd rather play the Bills. For the same reason we said. I think it's because you you do know at least a bad game from the Bills is not out of the realm of like, not out of like a horrible game from the Bills is not out of the realm of possibility. We saw it multiple times this year. It wasn't just one time that we saw it. Yeah, I'll tell you, going back to that Chiefs-Bills game, so I, I, I bet the over. I threw the Bills in a teaser. I, I don't think I would bet, uh, you know, taking, taking one and a half or two with the Bills. I'm not messing around with that, but I teased them up to eight and a half. I do like the over on this game. I feel like there's going to be a lot of points scored. The other one, I, I'm going to look at Patrick Mahomes' rushing yards. Just if we expect those safeties to play further back, they're going to have that under underneath passing options. And wouldn't be surprised at all to see Mahomes tucking and run, run it a little bit more than he usually does. All right, we'll come back. The actual bets then when all is said and done, and all is said and done now. The actual bets we have in our accounts. That's next. VEASAN's primetime action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN's got a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. It's our all new big game, big dance special, providing VSIN plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now, get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access. The upcoming big game in college hoops betting guides plus full access to Visa.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Visit Visa.com slash big deal to sign up today. 69 American dollars. If our friends in Poland are going to pay 275.59 Poland Zolt. Zol- Z L O T Y. I was I was waiting for that one. Zolati? I was waiting for that one. Zelotti? Okay. Zelotti? Okay. I think you're close. Sure. Zelotti. Sure. Zelotti, I We're going with that. Poland Zelotti. 275 of them. Hey, for our ne- friends in Poland. Hey, they never show that commercial, do they? <laughs> the little girl with the lollipop. Never show that commercial. All right, what bets do we have already in the accounts? Matt, you begin, sir. Yes, so I have Cincinnati plus 3.5 in this one. Again, when it got to over a field goal, I think that this one plays fairly close, and even if it doesn't, I will take more than a field goal with how quick and how fast that this uh, Cincinnati team can score. Um, Look, it it could go sideways pretty badly if that offensive line can't protect 
uh, Joe Burrow at all, but they figured something out last week. I mean, look, the Raiders have a much better front four than than do the Titans, and and they weren't able to get home all that often against Burrow. So I don't know what they change if they, if they scheme scheme some, up some blocking stuff with that offensive line. If they uh, just just change the way that they were given some some different looks and stuff, double teams and whatnot. I, I don't know what they did, but uh, they were able to keep him pretty clean last week. And again, that was a, a front four that had much more success during the season than than did the Titans. So. I think that he will have more time than not, um, but we shall see. I mean, they could again. This is this is the one that if it doesn't get to where he can throw from clean pockets, then things could get uh, could get pretty nasty. Because again, like I they're just not built to to run the ball. That's not what they've done for the last two months of the season, the last eight weeks, as we mentioned. The fourth highest pass rate team the last month of the season, the highest pass rate team in the NFL. Uh, Rams, like I like the Rams went out right. More than likely, there'll also be a money line bet for me on the Rams as well. I, I just there's too much to overcome, I think, for Brady here with all these injuries. And I'm not just talking about the Godwin injury. I'm not just talking about Antonio Brown being gone. I'm not just talking about the the center, and I'm not just talking about the guard. I mean, I mean the, the tackle. I mean, like it's just a once you combine all of those, it's just a lot to overcome. And I understand Tom Brady is is the goat, and I get it. And if anyone can do it, it'll be him. But I think it's a superior team now, given the personnel player to player for the Rams than it is for the Bucks. And so I'm on the Rams in that one. Like I said, most likely it'll be a money line bet for me as well. This is the one I'm not as thrilled about now as I was. I got on it what I thought was the opener. I guess it opened at four. I thought it opened at four and a half, but I've heard a lot of people say it opened at four. Uh, I got on it at four and a half. Short week. Thought that maybe Bosa wasn't going to get cleared. There was also some other stuff that was going on. I mean, the, the Garoppolo shoulder thing had come out. There's a linebacker they were dealing with. So all of that stuff, I was trying to get out just in front of all that. Didn't 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 really pan out. I mean, I guess I still have a point of, of value there, but that's not really worth anything. So that's the one I'm not as thrilled about um, having in the account than all of the other ones. Joe Mixon, under 60 and a half rushing yards. I just told you, Bengals' most pass-happy team in the NFL. And plus, if they're going to have success – they're gonna have to do it through the air. They're not gonna be doing it. Um, not gonna be doing it with Joe Mixon. So I have the under 60 and a half rushing yards for him, and I have under 40 and a half rushing yards for AJ Dillon. I think the reason that they had such a split all year long, Aaron Jones had been beat up for the last two seasons. They wanted to get it to where he was healthy for the playoffs. They wanted to get it to where he was the guy that they could feature in the playoffs. He's the most trusted guy. Aaron Rodgers loves him to death, and so I lose that bet if the Packers win this thing by 17, like I'm going to lose that because they'll just, they'll just pound AJ Dillon into the center of the line a million times for three yards a clip. And I just, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts for me in that one. But um, if, if that's not the case, and I think this one plays, you know, a little bit closer um, then then he should not get to 41 yards. So I have the under on Dillon 40 and a half yards as well. All right, here are mine. Uh, I took the Titans. I knocked it down to three earlier in the week. Not sure why I did it. I just did it in a moment. Uh, but that's what I have in my account, just being honest. I have Titans minus three. Um, I think the Titans roll in this football game. I really do. Uh, I think that the presence of Derrick Henry is going to make that passing game spectacular. Eight in the box. A.J. Brown, Julio Jones. Look for Julio Jones to show up tomorrow in a way that you might not used to uh, be used to with him in a Titans uniform. And I think here's the thing that we, again, I brought this up once this week. I think it's worth bringing up again. It's become very 
you know, in vogue and correct, by the way, to talk about how home field advantage has diminished in the NFL. The significance of it has diminished in the NFL over the course of the last few years. I don't know if that applies to the postseason, quite frankly. And I think that the Titans are, and when watching the Bengals last week, I did think to myself as they were squeaking by the Raiders, you know what? Having the Titans futures, I don't think I'd be that scared playing up against this team. And you are absolutely right uh, about Ogunjobi's absence. That is huge for the Titans. I think Derrick Henry will break a few. I think we'll know very early the tone of this game. Now, are the Titans prone to leaving leaving the uh, you know the back door open? in terms of building big leads and then seeing teams, letting teams back in games. Sometimes I don't think they will be tomorrow. Uh, I love this bet on the Titans to get them to the AFC championship. I'm on the Niners. Got the Niners plus the six. Uh, the All the good news, both injury reports for both teams, absolutely positive. I think it means more for the Niners, though, to have Bosa back in there. Uh, Matt went through the amazing stats about Aaron Rodgers when he's pressured and when he's not pressured. Proving that even Aaron Rodgers becomes more of a mere mortal when there's pressure on him. And Bosa will win his share of matchups. I'm not saying the 49ers um, are going to win it outright. But you give me six points, I'll take that window at Lambeau. And then on Sunday, I did take the Rams money line plus the Rams plus three. Both of those. Got the Rams money line at plus 130. The way I would say this is last week, if you watch that Tampa Bay-Philly game, Philly, you almost have to remove them. They're so not a playoff team. And so... If you watch that football game and you just said, okay, it's not a playoff game, it's just a normal football game, let's not act like they're beating a playoff team. I think if that was anybody but Tom Brady, if the jersey, uh, the back of his jersey didn't say Brady, I think you saw a quarterback that was really frustrated not having a few of his wide receivers in there, at least not having a couple, and then getting frustrated with some of the route running of some of the other wide receivers. I think the Rams defense will exploit that. I like the Rams pretty strongly. No play in the Bills in the uh, – and the Chiefs, and I don't know that I will even have one, quite frankly. Kelly. Yeah, Bengals, Titans, I'll start there. I'm on the Bengals plus three and a half. I'm interested to see. I feel like this is the game, though, that I could do more in-game with than probably any other game that's out there just because kind of what you were talking about, Gil. I, I you know, just don't know how these Titans are going to look, how Derrick Henry's going to look, how much are we going to buy into the pitch count, how much are you going to... I don't think I'm going to be making anything in the first quarter. I like having three in the hook. Would have made that bet anyways. There's a chance, though, if this gets into second, third quarter, and it looks like it is really the Derrick Henry show, they're, they're not slowing down. I might throttle back and try to try to hedge off a little bit in-game, uh, maybe get you know a little fancy with what I could come up with with in-game numbers there and that three and a half on the Bengals. I think it, I think it's going to, I don't know, I think it's going to be a relatively tight game. I, I really do. So I like having the plus three and a half. It's maybe, it's not the game I'm the most excited to watch this weekend. That would be the Bills-Chiefs. I think it's the most interesting game to me, though, as far as the contrasting styles and oh, yeah. really, really the results that could occur because of that. So, uh, Bengals plus three and a half, it, not a huge bet for me. And again, I might do some stuff in game. Packers, Packers minus five. I ended up betting this a couple times this week. I, I every time I kind of circle back to this game. Uh, I brought this up last week. I'm sorry, but I'm going to be the last on the bandwagon of the 49ers. I respect what they do. Um, I, I just I think the Packers now getting another week of rest, getting some of these players back. Uh, I, I think they're going to be too strong to ask the 49ers to to go into Lambeau uh, and beat them, or even keep it within this number. I think I think if 
you know, kill like if it was getting up towards six or more than that, yeah, I'd probably be a little bit more scared off. But in this kind of dead man's area of four to five, uh, I have no problem laying five. It's it's uh, one of my it's my second favorite play of the week. I will say uh, over the Rams Rams Bills. I did do a teaser with Rams up to nine, Bills up to eight and a half. Uh, I like that. I think that the we're all in the Rams this week. Um, I, I like that side of it. I do respect what Tom Brady and the Bucks have done. So the it's really kind of the thought on both of these bets, uh, both of these uh, legs. It's okay. I respect the Bucks. I'd rather have over a touchdown get, yeah. catching over a touchdown just in case something happens. The Bills. I respect what Pat Mahomes and those guys can do on the Chiefs side of the ball. I think it's going to be a shootout. I'd like to if it comes down to the last man with the ball is probably going to win. I'd like to have that plus eight and a half just in case it's Pat, it's Patrick Mahomes and I can still somehow cover and get home. So I, I do like that bet. And then my biggest bet of the week is Bills Chiefs over 53. You don't see me play a lot of totals, but I just don't really see a ton of defense last in this game. All right. We ready to kick these things off already? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're coming back, uh, we'll talk some golf, talk some basketball. Live from the South Point Hotel Casino on the tip of the strip, it's VEASAN's primetime action coming back. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Last half hour of primetime action here on VEASAN. Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin going to take you to the top of the hour here. Kelly, as we were running through our bets and we were talking about various you know, things, of course, you have the Rams in, in a teaser, but you didn't play them just the plus three. What was – are you not – confident enough in them from that aspect? Like, what, what what happened along the way where you figured that the teaser was the best way it's to It's a great question, and let me just verify that I didn't put a plus three <laughs> at any point. All yeah, right. no, I did, no, I did not. It was really, you know, when that number opened, it was really just trying to jump on what I thought was going to be a good teaser leg and didn't really know where that number was going to run. I thought it. Cha- I thought there was a chance Bucks were going to take money, and then it might get up to plus three and a half. I might end up playing it there. That really never happened. So that that's the that's the reason why, Matt. I do I do like the Rams. I kind of like the Rams to win the game. I might do a. Uh, you know, throw a little bit on the on the money line like you and Gil were talking about, but yeah. um, at this point, I already played a pretty sizable teaser between those two teams, so that's probably all I'm going to be uh, going into Sunday. With. Yeah, I didn't have a chance to to get to it because we, it was a little bit of a shortened preview. Whenever we were talking about that that Titans and, and Bengals game, one of the things that I did, you know, as as you're like looking through here, and I think the Derrick Henry edition is obviously just massive on the offensive side of the ball, but just on the defensive side of the ball for them. One of the things, so the like these three numbers I just can't shake, right? So 310, 322, and 301. And those are passing yards that they gave up to Mac Jones, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Davis Mills over the last month and a half of the season. And, you know, again, Derrick Henry being on the offensive side of the ball, I think that they move the ball. I think they score some points. And I think that he's a, a huge addition for them as well. But I just don't know if this defense can can honestly – shut down this offense with with Burrow and these weapons. That's that's the thing in the yeah. back of my mind. It's like Mac Jones didn't have a, a prolific passing game really all season long. And, you know, comes in, he throws for 310 against them. Then you get Jimmy Garoppolo go for go for 322 uh, against him. And then you get and then you get that 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 comeback in week 18 
from Davis Mills and the Texans where the Titans were playing for the number one overall seed. So it wasn't like they were they were sitting back or anything like that. I mean, it was a win that they needed. And Davis Mills goes for 301 against them in week 18. And so I don't know, just for me, the the path to Burrow getting to, you know, 280, 290, 300, something like that. It seems like it seems to me like it's it's more likely than not. But you know, I, I don't know. Maybe so, maybe they shorten the game so much with Henry and, right. and, and limit possessions and stuff like that to where it's just not. It, it won't get there because of, of they just don't have the ball as much. Yeah, I was going to ask you, is that a prop you're looking at? But yeah, yeah, I think what you just said is I'd probably stay away from it just because of that that possibility of Derrick Henry and really. Taking, I, I mean, look, the classic, if everybody was healthy in this game, you know the Titans' approach would be, okay, we're going to hand the ball off a million times, control the clock, wear out their defense, keep Burrow and Chase off of the field. But the, the the big question of that is, well, how healthy is everybody and can they actually do that, right? Yeah. So that's, that's where, like, this game really is the most fascinating to me. And I've got that plus three and a half position on the Bengals. I Matt, I wouldn't be surprised if in-game I'm buying off of it, I'm adding to it somehow. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me at all because I think the other thing, and I, I was talking a little bit about this last segment, but I do think this is important. We talked about this last night on the show. We know Derrick Henry's going to be on some sort of pitch count. It's the playoffs. It's kind of win or go home time. I think what you see in the first quarter of Derrick Henry could be very, very different from what you're seeing in the third quarter, fourth quarter. I do believe that they'll probably try to scale down on his carries a little bit in that first quarter to see how the game's developing, you know, with him maybe running on first down mm -hmm. or second down and then tagging out. But if you got a tight game rolling into the second half and he's not hurt, feeling fine, I think he's going to be on the field for as many snaps as possible. So I, I'm talking about making these in-game adjustments, but even for me, I think it's going to have to be waiting into the into the second quarter, yeah. probably late into the second quarter, until I really feel like how I know how this game is going to go. Burrow's passing prop number sitting at 276 and a half. Um, obviously, if you are inclined to play the over on that, you would look over at Jamar Chase and see his receiving prop sitting at 76 and a half, and that's just an automatic over for you. Yeah. Like Joe Burrow getting to 285, you know, getting to 280 yards is going to be via at least 77 yards from Jamar Chase. I mean, that's just that that's just going to be the the, the fact of the matter. Uh, so I, I would I would guess that, and then I think if you're if you're looking at, I mean, if you're considering Aaron Rodgers over, it's probably the same thing with Devontae Adams. Right, right. Although Devontae Adams is way up there. I think his is close to 100 in that game. I think he's close to uh, – Did you? Yeah, you're right. It's 94 and a half. Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it's it's way on That's up there. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's 94 and a half. Like, it's, it's way on up there. And, I mean, look, rightfully so, right? I mean, it's like we said, the way that you the, – the obvious weakness for the 49ers, deep pass. So, with the deep passing – uh, game, you expect Devontae Adams to be able to get his in that one. I just don't think I could play an over on 94.5 passing total, especially considering, like I said, there's an underrated element to the rush offense for this Packers team. And yep. it's because all of the focus is on Aaron Rodgers. It's because Devontae Adams is as awesome as he is. But, like, again, under the radar, dude, 4.7 yards a clip whenever they're getting seven-man boxes – and again, they're going to see 
they're going to see a majority of seven-man box. The 49ers don't have the personnel to cover if they if they try to stack the box. If they try to load the box, th- there's no way they're going to leave Devontae Adams in one-on-one coverage. It's just not going to happen. And so you now, you know, 4.7 yards a clip, I mean, it's not what they necessarily really want to do, I don't think, but I think they'd take it, and I think they'd ride Aaron Jones to a – I think, you know, they'd ride Aaron Jones to a 24 to – 13 win in this if they, you know, if it came down yeah, to it. I, I was going to bring this. I was actually going to bring him up with you. Would I, I, I know you are under on AJ Dillon on his mm-hmm. rushing yards. Is that, I, 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 mean, I know that some of the, some of the scheme, just the matchup with the 49ers, but is that also, you think they're going to go and lean on Aaron Jones a little bit more in this playoff type scenario, but given the couple games he's had the past couple weeks as well? Yeah. So the other thing with, with Aaron Jones here is just that, he is they what they have done with him is limited his his reps all season long and i think it was by design to make sure to keep him fresh yep. for playoff time what we've seen the last couple of years is him coming in all banged up and and them having to look the, the other way for for guys and so with dylan I think they did smart this year, right? I mean, like, especially when they were getting ahead in games, just pounding Dylan into those lines. I mean, give it to your big, bulky guy to take those hits, the unnecessary reps and things like that, and keep your your guy who's the super explosive guy healthy and ready for the playoffs. Also, plus, I just – it's and I could be wrong. I just feel pretty confident in the fact that Aaron Rodgers is going to want, like, his dudes out there. Yeah, for, I completely for this game, like and 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 not siphon off, you know, a, a whole bunch of carries to AJ Dillon, and that's not saying that he doesn't have trust in AJ Dillon. He's I just think that he's year. been playing yeah. with 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 Jones for a while now, and and he likes him, you know, a lot. We well, and I and I think that that even spreads into the passing game, right? So like that was one of the mm-hmm. other props I was looking at this week was maybe going Aaron Jones over receiving yards or over over rushing and receiving yeah. yards. I, I kind of like that. His receiving yards at DraftKings is set at 25 and a half. His rushing and receiving is uh, 82 and a half. I mean, you're talking about a guy. He's had past two weeks, five catches, six targets, was 30 yards, 21 yards. But then the rushing, I mean, it's been it's been insane. Eight for 76, nine point, that's a 9.5 average. 12 for 66, 5.5 average. 13 for 58, 4.5 average. I, I, I don't know why. It's just a game I could see him getting, a, you know, especially with Bosa in, in that front mm-hmm. that the 49ers could bring. I can see Aaron Jones being involved in the passing game a lot more than what maybe what he normally is and the other real x factor that could come into this game and the thing is that we just we don't know right is is those those defensive guys that they're getting back how many snaps is Jair Alexander going to be able to play? How many snaps is Zadarius Smith going to be able to play? How many snaps is Whitney Merciless going to be able to play? I, uh, if, if you listen to the beat writers, all of them are saying that is, it is going to be at least on some sort of snap count. Does that mean that they're only going to play third downs? Does that mean that they're going to play, you know, sparsely in the first half and then play, you know, a, a lot more in the second half? Like, we, we don't know what any of that means, right? And so no. that's, the, that's the other issue here because, I mean, look, that is three – that is three playmakers, like actual real playmakers that they're getting back on the defensive side of the ball. But if they're only out there for a handful of snaps, then, you know, the, the impact that they bring is going to be, you know, way muted. Jared Alexander is the, is the one, you know, for me that I'm really curious about because if he's able to play a lot and you could put him on, you know, again, uh, if, if, if Debo's 
ever lined up at wide receiver, you could play him. You could put him on on him at wide receiver. But I mean, you know, maybe it's Ayuk or something like that, and you you kind of make them go and beat you with like a Juwan Jennings or something like that through the air. I think that could really work in the in the Packers' favor. But I just don't know how much he's going to be out on the field. So it's tough to kind of work that into the handicap, you know. We'll come back. We'll look at our golf stuff before we get out of here as well as our final thoughts on all these NFL games. It is primetime action here on Visa. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Final segment here on a Friday edition of primetime action on VSIN. Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. And uh, Kelly, we do have the updated odds here for the American Express. We'll run through those after you give us some scores out there. Hopefully, everybody's bets are going exactly like they thought. But I saw you screaming at the television. Screaming so I'm guessing at the heat. yours didn't. They're, they're doing better, but they need they need to play even even better. Okay. You know? Okay. Uh Hawks up on them right now 107 to 101. Hawks. <laughs> He'd have chewed into the lead they had though. 217 remaining in this game. Uh if you wanted to hop in live, Hawks five and a half, two twenty and a half are the live numbers. I am also on the Celtics live on a money line. They are up six with three minutes remaining. That is 194. Celtics four and a half and two eleven and a half. The Bulls and Bucks. Bucks up 55 to 54. We have 544 remaining in the third quarter of this game, Matt. And uh, the crack staff just told me that these two teams have combined to go seven for 42 from three. Seems not good. That is ungood. Ungood at basketball. Uh, let's see. Raptors and Wizards. Raptors up on the Wizards 95 to 80. Ten minutes remaining in that game. Raptors 13 and a half point live favorites. 219 and a half the live total. Nets and Spurs. Spurs up on the Nets 51 to 50 at the half. The Nets still a one and a half point live favorite, 213 and a half, your live total. Pistons and Jazz all tied up at 35, eight minutes remaining in the second quarter. Jazz, 10 and a half point live favorites, 214 and a half is your live total. Grizzlies up on the Nuggets, 41 to 36, 940 remaining in the first half. Grizzlies, one and a half point live favorite, 238 and a half, your live total. Uh, over on the NHL side of things, 
We have a few games in progress. Stars and Red Wings all tied at three, nine minutes remaining in the third period. Stars minus 125, Red Wings minus 105. Seven and a half is your live total, heavily juiced to the under. Islanders four, Coyotes nothing, eight minutes remaining. Wild three, Blackhawks nothing, 10 minutes remaining in the third period. If you wanted to get in on Chicago, you can get 11 to one. Your live total set at six. As far as college basketball, we've got Michigan State at Wisconsin. Michigan State all over the Badgers, 38-21, four minutes remaining in the first half. Live number currently off the board. That's it? That's all you got? Yeah, I just read like 72 NBA games, 42 NHL games, and one college basketball game. We got updated uh, odds here for the American Express. Patrick Cantlay is a plus 150. Plus 150 there. Kelly. Yeah, after uh yeah, after 36 holes. Yeah, plus 1 I, I would not be running to bet that. If anybody can find me a parlay on the no price for Will Zalatoris and Tom Hoagie, let me know. I would like to bet that. So, I mean, again, still two rounds to play, so it's not like you know, this is in the bag or anything like that. But you you it's the reason why I was recommending that head to head with with Cantlay against John Rahm, just for the fact that, I mean, you, you have guys who are super, super, super similar in skill set, right? And, like, I mean, you're talking about the best player versus the third, fourth, fifth, whatever you want to consider Cantlay, you know, like in the world. And you were getting, like, plus 130s, 140s against John Rahm in just, in, in just a head-to-head in which we don't really know how seriously Rahm is taking this, was, is taking this tournament anyway, right? And so Rahm goes out, shoots 70 today, finds himself T32 at 8-under. That does not mean he cannot win this tournament. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is is just you. we should look for those type of opportunities where they're going to give us big plus money with these guys who are, you know, again, Kelly, we're talking golf, a head-to-head Oh, two guys yeah. of similar skill set. Yeah. It's just it, th- that price was just so, so, so far off. No, I can't blame you for that yeah. at all. That is, yeah. When, you, when you're talking about two guys of that caliber to just get that number, it's great. Shot so we go down damage. a little bit further. Will Zalatoris, 11 to 1. Tom Hoagie, 12 to 1. 12 to 1. Someone in here has a ticket on that. I got him at 140. Lanto Griffin, 16 to 1. Whatever a Joseph Bramlett is, is 18 to 1. John Rahm, 20 to 1. Um, Grayson Sig, 22, Seamus Power, 25, Patton Kazire, who I did go ahead after I said that last night and went ahead and put in that 65 to one on him live. He made a move. He, he is sitting 40 to one. Now. That was a good. Bet. So, um, it was able to, at least I got that in the account to give myself at least one sweat, uh, this week. Everybody else is, is super long in this thing. And, you know, that's not to say they don't have a chance. Harold Varner, Sung JM, Zach John. I mean, these are, these are guys that are. Certainly have have made their bones on the tour, but that's not saying that they they can't win this thing. But again, it's it's, it's just a in a score fest like this, Kelly. I don't. I, I I think the value is probably on some guy that we just don't know. You yeah, know? I, I think it's what we said earlier in the show. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be running to make any in, in, in tournament bets right now. I'd be waiting until tomorrow, after tomorrow, and then you can get a better better look at what the leaderboard really looks at. You got a lot of guys that are bunched between what twelve and nine under. Like you have no idea how this could flip. Uh, I would wait till everybody's played all the courses. Then you'll have a better idea on things. 
Matt, you got to lock in with me right now. I got the Hawks up 109, 108 over the Heat. 31 seconds remaining in that game. Uh, so I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be a terrible co-host for you here at the end. And then the other bet I'm on the Celtics live money line. They're up two on the Blazers with 140 remaining in this game. It's sweat time on primetime action. Well, let me ask you a question. Take your mind off of it for just a second. Sure. Three and a half Titans, five and a half Packers. Uh, three bucks, and then one and a half or two Chiefs. Which one of those lines is going to move the most by kickoff? Did you give me all four options? Yeah. The one that shall move the most. Man. I'm going to go Titans down. Yeah, I think it will be Titans to three. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay. Even a, no, so you no. think that half point will cut? You think the hook will go away? Yeah, I do. Okay. I just think there's too much up in the air about De- about Derrick Henry and some of these guys that people might be people might be betting a little bit on hunches and guesses of how they're gonna how they're gonna utilize how much he be, might be utilized that sort of thing. I think this Packers Niners line is going to bounce back and forth between five and a half and six all day long. Me, me too. But that's where I, I was thinking about that. But you're not really moving too much. Yeah, then, right? yeah, I think it's, it's just, just yeah. going to ping pong back. Like, and forth. I think it will be every time it gets to six, people take the six and then it'll go back to five and a half and there'll be a bunch of people come in and say like, ah, I really like the Packers. And then when it goes to six, then I think people keep taking the six over and over and over again. I think the one where I, I expect the least amount of movement is this Rams bucks. I mean, yeah, maybe every now and then this thing could get like to a heavily juiced two and a half. But as soon as that happens, the there's going to be the, the Brady backers out there, right? Come in and, and scoop that up. So I imagine this stays just kind of a some version of a juiced three, either one way or the yeah. other, like for the majority of the time. I, I don't see this one bouncing around well, all I, that I think much. The best, the best example of that game is what we've seen here. What we've seen here at the South Point is we every day for the past three days, uh, I've had Jimmy walk in the studio three different times and hand me a five-figure bet, mm-hmm. usually fifty grand or more, on you know as soon as Rams get to three, fifty mm-hmm. k there, yeah. two and a half on the Bucks, fifty k there, Bing, yep. Bing, 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 Bing. That's been going on since Wednesday. I think the most volatile one could end up being the Bills in the Chiefs. I, I wonder. I do wonder because um, although it is fascinating now because we do have we've got mobile betting in New York now. Kelly, and so it's it's one of those things where the Bills could be getting just an incredible amount of backing yeah, from from the New York market, and I do wonder if this thing even like moves down to a, to, to one to closer to pick or something like that by the time we get there. Because again, like that's a whole lot of new people who are super excited yeah. about being able to bet. I do think though what Preston Johnson said with us yesterday of like. I think there's going to be a lot of people out there, whether whether you're a sharp or a square or a Joe or a pro, mm. that sit there and look at a, look at a game that says Chiefs and I can, I can lay less than three. Get the turnover heat. Come on. <laughs> I, think, I think Jimmy Butler just made a layup that would have won me the game. What do you need? Oh, I'm on money line. Oh, so you just the, need the heat. This to is win. what I was telling you during the break that I never do. That when I but mm. when I bet small favorites in the NBA, I usually just lay the money line. When I bet small dogs in the NBA, I'll take the points and never bet the money line. I said, no, nah, I'm gonna go heat plus one twenty and not bet the plus two. Mm. Might come back to bite me. Uh, looks like looking here like it might actually, <laughs> like a pretty good chance that it might. That said, that said, you just get, you're gonna need overtime. Yeah. 
at this point. Because with only 10 seconds left and Trey making two free throws most likely, then, yeah, you're going to need. Trey, you owe me one. You owe me a couple. You just need overtime, man. That's all we need. What's your favorite bet of the week as we get out of here? The over. Bill's Chiefs over. I like the Rams, man, plus three. I, I do. I like the Rams a ton, plus three. Yeah, I'll I? tell you, the Packers keep growing and growing on me. I do yeah. really like that bet, too. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm no James. I'm, I'm no Jimmy. I'm no James Garoppolo believer. You know, I think he's Jimmy. There's no doubt about that. Enjoy the weekend. Good luck on all your bets from here at Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.